0: and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: We just give you praise, Jesus. Give you praise. I've been listening a lot to a, to a song by Misty Edwards. And the title... Here, here lately, most of my titles for my messages have been one word. <laughs> Several of them have been just one word. This one is long. <laughs> it's way more than two words, meaning. But there's a phrase that she sings in that song. And it says, and this is the title of the message, we take our place around the throne we take our place around the throne we take our place around the throne hallelujah 1 peter chapter 3 verse twenty two first peter three twenty two says who has gone into heaven and is on the right hand of god Angels and authorities and powers being made subject to him. Angels, powers, and authorities submit to Jesus. Jesus sits on the right hand of the Father. That's the, that's the position of power and authority. And we can sit there. Matthew 28:18 Jesus said All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. All power. All power is given unto Jesus. So what does all power mean? All power. Nothing lacking, but all power is the names of God. God has a name for every situation that we face. That's, He doesn't just tell sickness to flee, He has a name for sickness to flee from. He doesn't tell poverty to leave, just poverty get out. He has a name that is above poverty jehovah jireh but he has a name for every situation that we will ever face he has a name that is above it hmm. <laughs> hallelujah but he has a name above everything that we will ever face that's why I love what Sister Julie has been doing here lately. On the front of the bulletin, she's been putting a name of God and what it means. That name, the name of God holds everything together. Hallelujah. So I was just. You think about it like Pastor Dana praying for people to be healed. What actually happens is the name of God is manifested. It's not that they just got healed. It's that a name of God was manifested right then in that situation. Hmm. I'm I'm seeing it more clear now than I did start with. But it's always when the miraculous takes place, the supernatural is manifested, it is a name of God that just revealed itself. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible tells us, I just read the scripture, where Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. I believe when Jesus walked the earth, his spirit sat at the right hand of the Father, even though his body was on the earth. Because he was in a position of power and authority. When he prayed, he went into the heavenly realm. I've heard of people talking about going into the heavenly realm in prayer. You know, I go there to some degree, but not to the degree that I have heard testimonies of. But Jesus, (laughs) he went there. He was at the right hand of the Father while he was on the earth. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 29. It says... For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed into the image of his Son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. What that means is that Jesus... The image of Jesus is what we are trying to attain. Firstborn among many brethren. Jesus was the first one. Jesus became a man, but yet he, he left all of his deity in heaven and became a man, received the Holy Ghost, and became in the image of God. And if Jesus did that, we have the same Holy Ghost, then we can do the same thing. That's what it says right there. Firstborn among many brethren. It says, predestined to be conformed into the image of his son, which is Jesus. Let's look at John one twelve. John chapter 1, verse 12. It says, But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. So we are it's our destiny to become sons of God. You know that's a pretty awesome thing. Our destiny is to become a son or a daughter of God. Let's go to second corinthians chapter six seven verse seventeen. And we'll find out how to become a son, Second Corinthians, chapter six, verse seventeen. It says, "Wherefore come you out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and you and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. When it says, Come ye out from the world and be separate, we automatically think of sin. We think of something that we're doing wrong. We think of the lost man, the man that's out there Doing drugs or whatever, maybe the prostitute on the street. We think they need to come out from the world and be separated, but there's more to that. What he's doing is he's right here is he's challenging the way that we think. We can be sitting in church and think like the world, and it not be and it not be what we classify as sin but if it contradicts what the word says it needs to change it needs to be adjusted our mind has to be renewed that's how we become a son and daughter of god romans 8:14 tells us that those that are led by the spirit of god are the sons of god says, we have been adopted into God's family. And the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. In verse 17. Let's go to verse 17. It says, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. Heirs of God. What, what is an heir of God? If you're an heir, you're a possessor of everything that he has. You are a possessor of everything that God has. You are a possessor of everything that God possesses if you're an heir. We're going to see something right here. Let's go to Galatians 4. Because we can be wondering, well, if I'm, if I'm an heir and I'm supposed to possess everything that God has, then why don't I possess it? Galatians 4. And we all fit into this category to some degree. Galatians 4, 1 and 2. It says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child... Differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. But is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of his father. The more we learn, the more we get a revelation of who God is, the more he trusts us with. That's what that means. The more we know him, the more he trusts us with. And even in the natural, we do that. If you've got a child that's like five, six years old and they inherit a car, do you give them the keys? And say, Oh, this is yours. You tell them this is yours, but you put those keys up. God does the same thing, He says, This is yours but you're not ready to take care of it yet. You're not ready to use it yet. Even the words that we speak, can you imagine if every word that we spoke come true? Even as Christians, every word... (laughs) That come out of our mouth, we would be in trouble, Miss Lanetta. We would stir up some stuff. (laughs) We'd let our emotions get involved. That's why God trusts us with what He knows what He can trust us with, and that's what He trusts us with. Hallelujah. And I was praying. In preparing for this, and I heard God say this goes along with what Monica was saying. This is what I heard him say. He said, Year 2022, it's going to be a year of divine encounters. Year twenty twenty-two is going to be a year of divine encounters. Acts two seventeen tells us that our sons and daughters will prophesy. They see visions and dream dreams. Those are divine encounters with God. You don't prophesy unless you've had an encounter with God. You don't dream dreams unless you've had an encounter with God. You don't see visions unless you've had an encounter with God. Or at least you don't see God visions. You don't see God, you don't dream God dreams. You don't prophesy God prophecies unless you've had an encounter. But the year 2022 is going to be a year of divine encounters. But we have to position ourselves for an encounter. I have to position myself for an encounter. I can't position someone else for an encounter. I have to position my own self for an encounter. We know this. I saw some stuff about Paul when I was looking at this that I'd never really saw. You know, Paul persecuted Christians. He had them locked up. He had them beat. And he may have had some of them killed in the name of God. See, he was doing what he thought God wanted him to do. Think about that. He was doing what God thought, what he thought God wanted him to do. He was pursuing God to the best of his ability. And then he had an encounter. <laughs> he had an encounter with God. And everything changed after that. So the way we position ourselves for an encounter in 2022 is to pursue God. Pursue Him. Pursue Him with everything that we have. Pursue Him. Matthew 11 Six, Jesus said, blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. That's in there for a purpose, y'all. It's not in there to take up space. Jesus said that, blessed is the man not offended in me. In other words, he's going to tell you something that's not going to line up with what you think. He's going to do something that's not going to go along with what you have been taught. God is going to challenge the way we think this year. He's going to challenge some of our mindsets. He's going to challenge some of the things that we do. But when he challenges it, one thing we can always do is we can compare it to the word. You compare it to the Word. Compare what I tell you to the Word. I'm not 100% accurate. Compare what I tell you to the Word. But when you hear when God begins to deal with you, compare it to the Word. See, Paul, this is what I think happened what i was seeing paul was pursuing god to the best of his knowledge he was a well-learned man he had went to the best seminary there was in that day he had he had the knowledge and i'm thinking paul's down here paul's down here he's he's going this way and he's persecuting christians he's killing them he's chasing them down putting them in jail having them beat in the name of God, and God looks down upon him and says, Paul loves me. That's what God said. Paul loves me to the point that he is pursuing me to the best of his knowledge. And then God says, so I'm going to give him an encounter. I'm going to introduce myself to him. He loves me to the point that he is doing everything he knows to do for me. But he's missing it. So I'm going to introduce myself to him. And Paul had an encounter. Paul did a 180. He turned around and started going the other direction. But he did it with the same fire that he was going that he was persecuting Christians, he turned around and did it the same fire that he was persecuting them with, the same fire he was trying to win them to Jesus. The same fire. He had the same fire he was still pursuing them. See, Paul had the perfect opportunity to be offended. I'm telling you, this man... He had the perfect opportunity to be offended. I mean, when you've been taught one thing and you're going after it, then all of a sudden you're taught, you hear something else. You've got a choice then. You can either be offended at that or you can, or you can compare it to the word and see what the word really says. And if the word lines up with what you just heard, then you need to make an adjustment. I know this is my wife's testimony, but I'm going to tell it. <laughs> we come out of a Baptist church. Nothing wrong with Baptist; they get people saved. But there's more. We didn't know there was more. But there is more. Anyway, she was watching a a, a minister and evangelist on television, and there was some stuff going on on there that she wa- that she wasn't sure about, but her spirit knew it was real. She'd watch him change channels. Watch him and change channels. And then, then, then her spirit would just be stirring. So she'd go back, watch a little more. Oh, this, I'm not sure about this. Change channels. But her spirit knew this was real, this was God our spirit knows God. If we're a child of God, our spirit knows God. Anyway, she kept going back to it. And it's like, oh, this has got to be God. And it was proven in the word. Everything that was taking place, what he was saying, what he was doing, is was scriptural. But it wasn't the scriptures that we were taught. You know, there's lots of scriptures in here I don't know. There's lots of them in there I don't know. But there was an opportunity to be offended. Offense tried to come in and keep her from watching that. From her spirit from getting hooked up with that. Oh, this is not right you know, I haven't been taught this, so this can't be right. This is not my doctrine. But her spirit kept pulling her to it. So that's how you can know it's God. See, when we have an encounter with the real Jesus, nothing can shake that. Paul had an encounter with the real Jesus. Being boiled in oil. Could not shake that encounter. Being persecuted. Could not shake that encounter. Being put in prison. Could not shake that encounter. The disciples. They had an encounter. With the real Jesus. They actually told them, says, after they had called, I think it was Peter and somebody else before them, they said, these unlearned men, unlearned men, in other words, they're not as smart as we are, is what they were saying. I've been to seminary, I've been to school, but yet these unlearned men, we can tell by the way they act, by the way they talk, by the way what they do they have been with Jesus because they had an encounter see we're not like not, we're not to the degree that Paul is where we're running around persecuting Christians but we know there is more we know there is more we know that where we are is not all there is. We know there's more. Paul actually said, and I think it's in in Philippians 3 8. Paul said that he counted everything that he had learned previously as dung. It was worthless to him. It was worthless. See, God challenged everything, every way that Paul thought, everything that he had been previously taught. God challenged it. He had the opportunity to be offended at God. Paul laid down his reputation, and he laid down his knowledge to step into a new revelation because of the encounter that he had. As I said a while ago, let me read it and make sure I get it right. Year 2022 is going to be a year of divine encounters. Those encounters are going to come with an opportunity to be offended. may not be what you want to hear (laughs) but the opportunity but when God moves you into another level another level he's going to challenge the way that you already think he's going he has to before you move If he doesn't challenge the way we think, we stay where we are. Just think about it. We are where we are because of how we see God. We are where we are because of how we see him. So he's got to challenge us on another level. For us to see him on another level. So for us to go up. In God. For us to go to another level. Another realm. Whatever you want to call it. Our perception of God has got to change. It's got to be adjusted a little bit. We may not have to make a 180. But we're probably going to have to kind of. Shift a little bit see things a little different see when Paul had that encounter his whole perception of God of who Jesus is turned it made a 180 degree turn what he thought was of the devil all of a sudden become who God really was God spoke to me years ago and he said our perception of God determines how far we will go with him how we perceive him determines how far we will go with him what we know about him determines how far we will go with him so if you're willing To be challenged in 2022? You're willing for your perception of God to be challenged? I want to pray for you this morning because it's going to have to be challenged. If we're going to step into those encounters, divine encounters, our perception is going to be challenged. I don't know that any, any time I've ever went up in the spirit that I wasn't challenged. I get comfortable where I'm at. And I have to be challenged to come up. Hallelujah.